Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. Hey, I'm Lori. I'm the mom. What's going on? What's happening? Nothing. <laughs> oh, boy. It's December. It is December. And remember in my witch whisper this yeah. past week when I said I was having a hard time and I promised I would get my shit together yeah. for this episode? Yes. I lied to you. I do not have my shit together. I am doing no better. I'm still a grumpy Scrooge. Are you? A little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You are too. I am too. I was going to say it. I was going to admit it. I mean, I was going to say it. Yeah. So you didn't need to lay my shit barely. (laughs) She's like, shut the fuck up. Laura's I was, spicy. <laughs> I was going to give full transparency. To yeah, me. she's going to let it rip and let it ride today. She has just been coming at it. She's like, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. That's right. Raw and unfiltered for Laura today. Laura, raw and unfiltered. Yeah, yes. I think you're going to get that from everyone yeah, in this room yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We just can't. We just can't fucking get it together. I can't man. get it together, man. No. I, and but you know what? What? I'm not feeling like super bad about it okay. because. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of the same thing happening with our friends and with fi- our yeah, friends, and with just, our family, with you I don't know, think people. anyone's in the fucking spirit this year. Not yeah. like usual, yes. I guess. People have reached out and it's just like, hey, we're all on the struggle bus this year for some reason. We are. Well, you know, <laughs> for some reason, for some reason. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. yeah. So that's where we're at. I uh, hope you all are doing well. Uh, yes. You know, to just lean into this a little bit, we decided we would give you some holiday hot takes today. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing holiday giveaways. We are. Right? And yes. I said that the way to enter was to participate in our Instagram yes. story yes. polls and shit like yes. that. So we put some up the other day. <laughs> and I asked, what is your all-time favorite holiday song? Yes. And what is your least favorite least holiday favorite. song? All right? And we got mm-hmm. actually like a shit ton of responses. I was cracking up. Were except you? You know what? One, one person put George Michael's Wham last Christmas <laughs> yeah. in the least favorite Ooh. box. And I almost had a meltdown. I almost had a meltdown. <laughs> I said, what? You don't Sacrilege come on my box. phone and talk shit like that. <laughs> oh my God. But anywho, so we tallied up. We have a winner in each category, okay. the most common responses for each. Okay. And Jake has the results. Drum roll, please. What would you like to hear first, least favorite or favorite? Favorite. Yeah, let's go favorite. Mm, yeah. Okay, so our audience's favorite, Christmas wrapping Whoa. by the waitresses. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, I don't have a problem with this song. You You, however, this would be on my least favorite. No, Lord, this is your least favorite. Like the least favorite. She every time she even hears that beginning, yeah, that beginning beat, she's like, I'm I'm fucking out. I'm out. Why do you hate this song so much? Why do I? I, It's it's too jolly. It's the voice. No, it's not jolly. It's not really that jolly. (laughs) No. The beat, the beat is maybe. If you can see the eyes, she just fucking glared at me. It's not jolly. I mean, 
mean, she kind of talks about what a shitty year she's had. Oh, year she does. That. The first line is literally bah humbug, isn't it? I'm like, it's fucking jolly. It is not jolly. The, be- the beat is fun. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and something about forgetting cranberry sauce. You forgot cranberries, too? <laughs> it's like, Who the fuck wants cranberry sauce? What kind of line is that for a Christmas song? <laughs> cranberry. What do you mean for a Christmas song? Cranberries, cranberries are Thanksgiving. Lord. Who eats cranberries at Christmas? I think a lot of people. I mean, I string cranberries, but do I eat cranberries? <laughs> when do you ever like to eat cranberries, Laura? I'm not a fan. I, right. Not so fan. don't be roasting her. Maybe She's like, they- matter of fact, you know what? Fuck cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they were in some kind of confection or cookie or something. <laughs> Make it sweet. You gotta make it sweet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. sour and bitter. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Laura. Yeah. yeah, the waitresses really just were hitting on everything you hate in that holiday tune. I tried every which way to Sunday to make a good cranberry relish. <laughs> And you know what? It's what? like you grate and you, you know, you go to all this trouble and no, nobody eats them. No, right. So that's really what we've learned here. That's why you don't like this song. Because you once did pour your heart and soul into yeah. the cranberry sauce and no one cared. And then they, they hit on that too. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, our audience loves that song. So you're going to have to get over it. All right. Okay. All right. Fact check, Jake. All right. And our audience's least favorite. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you That know. is not surprising. That is right? not surprising, right. Now, you can hear that song by other people and it's okay. No, it's can the, I? It's the Mariah I'm gonna Carey. Give you, I'm going to give you a hot take. I like this song. Yes. Like, it's a fucking great Christmas song. Yes. It's the way they beat you over the fucking head with it from fucking, you know, October on. <laughs> I don't fucking need... To, to hear, hear twenty that, times a no, day. No, I don't. I, right? But it's oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean, it's Lord, like, I move over, Mariah. See, my personal Step favorite aside. Christmas song is uh, the raw audio from Mariah Carey's live performance Yo. of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Dude, she performed like a New Year's ball or whatever. It was a hot mess. Oh my, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. That was my when she's trying to hit those notes. Can't be done. Cannot be done. Should have left it back in the nineties, my gal. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Um. I thank you for submitting your (laughs) favorite and least favorite. Uh, We are going to give away some merch to two people because wow, because we're getting closer to Christmas. We're getting closer to Christmas. We might be Scroogey, but you know what? Let's spread some fucking holiday cheer. You know. But when it comes to this. Our heart has grown. Three when it comes to today. you all, we love you. Cranberry sauce, go fuck yourself. You and Tabasco. You and Tabasco. Yo, I just oh got like mad because you said Tabasco and then I thought about it what and I felt I made rich. a cranberry relish with Tabasco in it? Mm. That sounds horrific. I was going to say, why the fuck would you do that? I'd put your two favorite things. Like, no, my yeah. favorite, your favorite. Add there some Brazil nuts and we're good to go. <laughs> All right, our two winners today. Mm-hmm. Drum roll, Laura. <laughs> that was really good. Was okay. It? At Jenny1, 2006. Mm. Woohoo! And at Abby Jane underscore F. Love that. Woohoo! Congratulations. 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 Thank you for participating. Yes. Uh, Every episode in December, what do we have? Like two more after this? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. Okay. What's Lord, the date? Thanks for your help. I'm not really sure either. Yeah, let's just go with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll be giving away some shit, so make sure to check back. I love that. And I also think we have some patrons to thank today. <gasps> we, do we do have some patrons to thank. We have awesome. three new patrons. Woo! That is exciting. We have Kessa, Molly, and TJ. Thank you all oh, so much. Yay! 
you so much. Like, I honestly could cry. Like, that really does help keep the show going. Yes. The support we appreciate you so much. So thank you so much. We love you. Yes. Uh, we are having an ugly Christmas sweater party over there for some of the tears. So yes. go check yes. that out. Awesome. And are you ready to fucking get into it? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to try to, like, you know, exit my grumpy mood. Okay. Okay. Because right. this is a good topic. Is and it? a lot of people are fucking excited about it. So I have to, I have to okay. get it together. All right, I gotcha. am talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Wow. Ooh. Yes. A lot, of people, a lot of people requested this. One of the most requested. I did the 90s version of yes. G's like last year because I am a 90s gal. But this is a very, very different series. Different take. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one came out in 2018 and it ran for four seasons. Nice. Um, it is a dark mystery slash fantasy slash horror television show. Wow. I love that. Yes. Based on the Arctic. Con- Arctic. The Arctic. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The Arctic. the Arctic world of Archie. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what I meant. Duh. <laughs> Fuck. Based on the Archie comic book series, I think by the same name, mm-hmm. The Chilling mm-hmm. Adventures of Sabrina. I'm not really yeah. sure. Uh, created by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Okay. And here's your cast. Kiernan Shipka as Sabrina Spellman. And mm-hmm. if you watch Mad Men, she was in Mad Men. Oh, okay. Uh, Lucy Davis as Hilda Spellman. Miranda Otto as Zelda Spellman. This is a long cast. I have to take a breath. Dude, wait till you get to mine. Okay, go. Oh, God. Okay. Chance Perdomo as Ambrose Spellman. Ross Lynch as Harvey Kinkle. Harvey Kinkle. (laughs) Harvey Kinkle. I just love that name. I know, right? Yeah. Sinclair as Rosalind Walker. Lachlan Watson as Theo Putnam. Richard Coyle as Father Blackwood. Michelle Omez as Miss Wardwell slash Lilith. Gavin Leatherwood as Nicholas Scratch. Hati Gabriel as Prudence Knight. Oh my God, how'd I do? Whew, that was I, a mouthful. I'm winded. Girl. I'm fucking winded. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take a breath. All right, here's the general rundown. So I'm gonna do this one a little different. It's a series, right? Like I said, right. fourth season. And series are kind of hard. They are when we haven't finished them. Like yes. I have yet to make it through all four seasons of this. Right. But I know enough where I'm like I can give you kind of an intro. And we're yes. going to take so a little bit of a different route today. I love it. All right, so here's the general rundown of basically the first episode, or the first season, really. So it takes place in the fictional town of Greendale, mm-hmm. where it always feels like Halloween. It's your favorite place. My favorite place. Mm-hmm. Our main girl is Sabrina Spellman. She's a half-witch, half-mortal who has to choose between the witch world and the human world, all by her 16th birthday motherfucker Mm. the pressure is on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the witch world consists of her blood right so her family her roots okay a lot of family drama going on gotcha you have aunt hilda who is also a witch she's the funny caring one who has a knack for whipping up potions i Mm -hmm. love her i love her you have aunt zelda again a witch she's Mm -hmm. the scary more like overprotective one she's a hard ass she is a hard ass and she is a devout member of the church of night Mm -hmm. okay then you have ambrose who is sabrina's witty warlock cousin He's funny. He's hilarious. One of my faves. All right. So you also can't forget about Sabrina's familiar, who's a black cat named Salem, of course. Yes. Yes. I do not believe he speaks in this one, but I I honestly cannot remember. Yeah. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. Yeah. Uh, The family all lives together at the Spellman Mortuary, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is pretty stunning, spooky, but stunning. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. So that is where Sabrina's like witchy occult happenings lie. That's where they're coming from. With her family. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the human world is where her more, like, chosen family is. Yeah. Okay? Her goober boyfriend, Harvey Kinkle. Harvey Kinkle. Yes, Kinkle. he is a, still a goober. He's supposed to be. I wonder if he character. has Kinkles. 
You asked this. <laughs> I swear you asked this when we did the 90s one. Because every time I go to read his name, I say Harvey Kankle. And I think it's your fault. <laughs> Kinkles Kankles. New band name called it. That sounds like a good restaurant, like Kinkles Kankles. No, I disagree. I would not eat a restaurant with that name. <laughs> I don't know. It has like some kind of ring to it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. All right. So we've got Harvey Kinkle and her tight-knit group of friends. Yes. Um, but none of them know that she is a half-witch. Okay. All right. So at the start of the series, Sabrina is about to turn 16. On Halloween, of course. Mm -hmm, Makes mm -hmm. her a Scorpio, if you were wondering. Nice. On the actual day, under an eclipsing blood moon in the grove of trees where she was born. Sabrina is expected to sign her name and body and everything over to the Dark Lord in what is called a dark baptism. Nice. I would have liked to have been born in a grove of trees. I, it was beautiful. Right? Yeah. I was like, damn. Wow. Hey, you could have had the power to do that to me. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. have helped you out, but yeah. you could have, you know. I could have gone that route with you. You really could have. Damn. Way to fuck it up. Wow. All right. There, she will leave her girlhood, quote unquote, behind. Hmm. Her words, not mine. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. be reborn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, she will have to leave the mortal world, renounce any and all connections to mortals, mm -hmm. and attend the Academy of Unseen Arts to follow her true magical path, which... Love that. Yeah. Academy of Unseen Arts sounds way fucking cooler than regular high school. Sign sure, me up. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. But Sabrina is completely torn between the two worlds and the two sides of herself. So mm -hmm. this first season especially basically deals it's with the, that, that struggle. Because she loves Harvey Kinkle. She does love Harvey Kinkle. <laughs> Harvey Kinkle isn't magic. Get it together. But love is magic, Leanne. Wow, Laura. <laughs> love finds a way, you know? That was beautiful. TM. TM. Yeah. As if no one said that before. Uh, basically, the whole series is like a witch's coming of age tale. It yes. is really cool. Um, I'm not going to spoil the plot mm -hmm. line, though, because yeah. oh my, we'd be here forever, yeah. number one. Well, it's funny. It's a witch's coming-of-age tale, but it's also a woman or a girl's coming-of-age. You know, yeah, exactly. it's 16. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez, I Lord. love how you <laughs> said 16. <laughs> Two packs a day. Two packs a day. Oh, my God. 16. <laughs> you sounded like that girl that works at the front desk in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> oh my Mike <laughs> Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at 16, you're expected to leave your childhood, you know, right, your childish, exactly. you know, thoughts behind exactly. and become a woman. Yeah. So yes. they're basically playing on that, love but it. adding mm -hmm. the witchy element, yes. which we love. Uh, so instead of breaking down the entire series, because mm -hmm. I couldn't do that, we wouldn't mm -hmm. have time and you need to go and watch it. There's just simply yes. too much. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Again, without spoiling mm -hmm. any major plot points right. intentionally. Right. So don't come for me. We're going to talk about the Yule episode from season one. It's chapter 11 called A Midwinter's Tale. I love that. And I thought it was absolutely perfect. Yes. See, okay, wait. Now I'm getting my pet back. Are you? Hold on. Do you see me now? Now you're like, Now Ooh. I'm like, no, wait a damn minute. All a right. Midwinter's Tale. I like that. All right. It was the holiday special that aired in between seasons one and two. Okay. And I like that it was Yule focused. Like yes. a lot of people don't do that. Uh, the episode opens the week before Christmas almost the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. So for the Northern Hemisphere, that is normally around or on December 21st. Yes. Uh, the Spellman Mortuary is all decked out in beautiful Yule decor, wreaths, cloves, and oranges, mm -hmm. pine, lots of lights. It is really fucking stunning. My favorite. Yeah. They even have a Yule log roaring that oh. must burn through the shortest day 
through the longest night for mm-hmm. protection against negative forces. Yep. Because the veil is super thin during right. the solstice. It wasn't an edible Yule cake. No, it was Dude. not. No, it's not what mm-hmm. you see them make on it's the a fucking. Log. <laughs> it's, yes, like, it's a real like a log. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> it's burning. But those Yule cakes, they look festive and yummy. They do, <laughs> but they really wreck people on holiday baking championship. Like people don't fucking know how to come correct with those Yule logs. You got to practice before you get on the fucking show. All right. Anyway, Sabrina is struggling though. She's not feeling it. Okay. She instead sees the thin solstice veil as an opportunity to contact her dead mother through a seance. Hey. Hey, why the fuck not? Why not? With the help of some witchy friends, Sabrina begins the seance and her mother appears. Is Harry Houdini there? (laughs) Motherfucker. You know our boy ACD would be there like fucking gassing her up. Go, Sabrina, go. My gosh. All right. It is immediately clear, though, that something is wrong Mm -hmm. with the mom and the whole seance. Okay. Uh, There's loud, creepy noises everywhere. The Christmas tree falls over. Fucking hell. I hate when that happens. Laura, the Yule log burns out. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And Hilda and Zelda freak the fuck out Mm -hmm. because something clearly got in. When the Yule log burnt out, right? Because that mm. was their protection. Yeah. However, they think that it escaped once they relit the Yule log. <laughs> nope. Arango flashed to <laughs> December 21st, which is the solstice. Right. An invisible entity makes itself known in the Spellman's house. Uh, Starts uh, like flinging knives, stealing shit. Again, this is a horror show. I yes, think I really need yes. to drive that home. Yeah. <laughs> it is supposed to be scary, not the 90s. Not no. the 90s. So at first we are led to believe that it is a poltergeist doing all of this, okay? Or a brownie. Oh my gosh, yeah, a little brownie, cute. Uh, but the ants inform us that it is in fact Yule Lads. Ooh. I had never heard. I have not heard of, of that, no. They say that they are spirits of children that cause mischief in the homes of witches every midwinter. Ooh, wow. all right. They are led by their mother, Gryla. Nice. Who is a baby-eating witch. Ooh, not nice. <laughs> You're like, nice. Oop, nice. back it up. Gryla, love the sound Gr- of that. <laughs> but nope, she eats babies. She eats babies. <laughs> and she spends her time searching for children to replace her own lost child, which Hello? she ate. Hello, Gryla. Gryla, maybe. Your own fault, girl? Girl, you ate your own child. Maybe next time, <laughs> don't do that. You won't have a lost child. All right. Uh, there is a baby connection in the show that like makes it relevant okay. for her to be there. But okay. again, I'm not going to spoil that. Gotcha. Um, the only way to gather up the mischievous Yule lads is to make a deal with Gryla. Okay. Because she controls them, right? Right, right. So the fam calls her up and they invite her in. Come on She's over. She's super pretty. Is she? Yeah, she is. Come on over. Tea and crumpets. <laughs> well, instead, no. Not no? tea and crumpets. No. Gryla, she wants gin. Girl. A girl after my own right. heart. I said, yes. Uh, the ants and Gryla drink together, and that's all she needed. Just some gin. Just some gin. Damn. Yeah. And the Yule Witch calls off her lads, and they vanish off to the mountains to celebrate the Festival of Light. Now, I'm leaving a lot out in there because like, it, it'll spoil. All There's right. like a battle with another Yule demon. Okay. Lots of witchcraft. Got a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, but just, Lots you of know, twists and turns. The end is beautiful. Yes. Her and the old lads go up into the snowy mountain with the lights and oh, oh my goodness. Cute. Ooh, did you hear that sound? I just, <laughs> I've never sounded so dainty in my life. It was an accident. Damn it. Um, so my lesson is, of course, Gryla yes. in the Yule lads. I had to. You have to. So that's the end of the episode. Did I say that? that? That, that was the end of Beautiful. the episode. Yeah. They went up into the lights. Yeah. Yeah. There was a spooky element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. The end. <laughs> what did you think? I, 
hey, it sounds fun. Right? I, I actually have seen that. It's yeah. It's, it was. They did. I think they did a really good job. Yeah. Um, of like bringing in Yule and yeah. Yule traditions. Mm-hmm. But we are going to talk about Gryla. I had to. It was Love just that. too interesting. Yeah. I was like, like I said, she was so cool and pretty, and I had never heard of her or the Yule yeah, Lab, so I either. had to figure it out. All right. All right, so there are tons of occult elements in every episode mm-hmm. of this show, spells, divination, rituals, etc., and lots of horror. Again, this is a spooky show, but right. obviously I went Yule because it's the fucking season. Tis the season. Um. <laughs> My lesson could have, uh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I could have done Yule as my lesson. Yeah, but my dumbass thought you had already done that last year. Hmm. Did you not? Hmm. I, I can't need, even remember. I need one of our listeners to tell me. Have we fucking talked about like Yule? Yule. Wow. I'm gonna give you a little bit, but I had thought we had already talked about we this. We went in depth though. Fact check. Jake yeah. was like, I don't think so, sweetie. Yeah. And I'm like, oops. Oh geez. Oh geez. But Yule predates Christmas by a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. It's one of the oldest winter celebrations ever. I love it. Ever. Uh, the winter solstice slash Yule. All right. Is the longest and darkest night of the year. Yeah. Like they said in the show, uh, darkness is at its peak, and the sun will be returning soon. Love it. So out of darkness, mm-hmm. the light is coming. Yeah. Like Ariana Grande said. That's right. Okay. So important. Yes. Um, it is a time of reflection of what has passed mm-hmm. and a time of celebration for the new beginnings yes. to come. Hope. Hope. Yeah. For the light. Yeah. Um, it's also a time to gather with your loved ones. Yes. And share everything with one another. Just yeah. be together. Yeah. Um, ways to celebrate. Your- you know why that what? is? What? You know why that is? Why they gather together? Because you like one another? I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, because from the time that you start planting your seeds and tending your crops and harvesting, mm-hmm. it's the first time that you have free time after the harvest oh. to actually visit and commune with family and friends. Oh, Because you're so busy. Yeah. Oh, okay. The winter is the time of rest. Yeah. And rebirth. Oh, okay. Yes. I like that. There that makes go. sense. <laughs> Lord, you are so goddamn smart. Has anyone ever told you that? Way to sometimes. go, girl. Sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> so other ways to celebrate uh, your altars and rituals, mm-hmm. um, a Yule log burning. Yes. That could have been another lesson, but co- yes. there were so many things I could have talked about. Tree decorating, yes. bringing natural elements inside, cloves and oranges. They my were favorite. doing that in the show. I know, my favorite. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk about Gryla, let's, now that you know a little bit about Yule. Okay, let's do it. All right, Gryla began appearing in writing around the 13th century. Wow. And she is a winter witch slash hideous ogre. Oh, Sorry, girl. You said she was pretty. In the show, she was pretty in writing Hideous Beast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, she lives in a cave in the hinterland of Iceland. Ooh. Ooh. And she is heavily associated with Yule, Winter, okay. all of that good gotcha. stuff. Her name translates to Growler. Wow. Ooh. And then I immediately got a visual of what she probably looks like. She, well, even in the show, she's, like, very intimidating. Uh-huh. Like, she's not supposed... Jake's pulling up a picture. Yeah. Wow. The depictions of her do not... They're not... Oh, yep. Oh, mercy. Okay. <laughs> Girl, it's okay. You're looking good. Yeah. Stop being mean, Laura. All right. So, during the Yule time, the veil is thin. Yes. And local legends state that monsters can walk the earth. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, during this time, Gryla would descend from her cave... And she fills her satchel with all the bad little boys and girls. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, she's not. Snack. 
Uh, yeah, I yeah. was going to say, yeah, what does she do with these kids? Uh, she has herself a little tasty treat. Wow. Her and her man cook them into a stew, more specifically. <laughs> you mean she's a man? I think so. Wow. All right. Lord, are you jelly? <laughs> she's like, really? Gryla's got a man. And I don't? All right. Let's see what's up. Yeah, Laura, I could, I could see it on your face. Again, any Roof Thatchers out there. Side note, I want to start you a website called RoofThatchersOnly.com. What do you think about that? <laughs> You, they would oh flock. Gosh. They would flock. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> All right, Gryla is often accompanied by the Yule Lads. Cute. Uh, I feel like they could be a singing group. Oh my gosh. The Wait, Yule someone lads. needs to start like an acapella group <gasps> called like the Yule Tones or something like the that. The Yule Lads. But you have to have a music. Okay, we'll, we'll oh, get there. We'll okay. get there. All right. All right. The Yule Lads are little troublemaker troll-like creatures. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. believe there are 13 of them. Nice. Cute. From December 12th to the 24th, they cause as much mischief as possible. Wow. I love that. Each Yule Lad has its own special way of tormenting people. Nice. <laughs> I'm a specialist. I'm a specialist. Some <laughs> like to slam doors. Others like to sneak into their fridge and eat their leftovers. Oh, I'd nice. be pissed hey, about that I'd one. I'd be happy about that. I don't do like mean? leftovers. Leftovers. What do you mean you don't like leftovers? I don't. A leftover pizza is always better the second day. Well, Vegan pizza. I mean, uh, there are exceptions, Leanne. But yeah. for the most part, leftovers, not my thing. Well, all right, yo lads, come and raid <laughs> our fucking fridge, I guess. Or don't give a shit. So that was my lesson. I love it. What do you think? I thought I that thought was, that was so cute. cool. I didn't, yeah, I did not know. Anything about those? No, I had never heard of that before. Um, Sabrina, the show, does a really good job at pulling in mythology. Mm -hmm. We'll get into why in my fun and random facts. Okay. All right. So the intro sequence, I think, is stunning. Mm -hmm. It, like, leans into the spookiness, but also the comic book aspect, which I like because it doesn't forget its roots. Right. And it actually features art from the original comic book artist, Robert Hack. Oh, nice. That's cool, cool. huh? Yeah. Um, Banging music. Throughout the series, sure. they do a really good job. 10 out of 10. Um, the series takes place in the same universe as Riverdale, which uh, is also a show. Yes. So it's like a companion series, uh-huh. I think they call it. So they can hop back and forth. Yes. Um, all of the art in the Academy of Unseen Arts was provided by Clive Barker. Wow. What? Isn't that fucking cool? That's I was like jealous. Like what? What? We haven't tapped into Clive Barker yet yes. because that's one of Fact Check Jake's favorites. So we might yeah. save that for him. For him. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really sick. He's a very talented artist. Hmm. Um, other art throughout the show includes that of John William Waterhouse. Oh my gosh. He is my favorite. Yes. We've talked about him. Yeah. Listen. Um, there are witches or were on the writing staff. Okay. And I think that's why like so you much can, of the yeah, mythology. You can really in. tell there's lots of herb talk. Uh, some you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's the word? Accurate in some, yeah. like they mentioned Tannis Root. Oh, of course. Which I know is your yes, favorite, yes. but they probably did that as a uh-huh. nod. A nod to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. yeah uh, lots of mythology, like I said. So if you like our show, you would like this series. Yeah. Again, remember that it is dark and spooky. That's right. my only thing. Right, right. Um, supposedly there were real protection spells used around set, just in case. I can, can imagine. can never be too careful. Yeah. Uh, the front door to the Spellman house was inspired by the House of Seven Gables. Ooh, you know, I love that. I know. I mean, Hawthorne. the pop culture references yeah. were just coming out yeah, left yeah. and fucking right. Tons and tons of other ones and like homages. Yes. And of stuff that we have talked about here at Uncle Bob's. Right. Including the Weird Sisters, Night of the Living Dead, Rosemary's Baby, like you said, Supernatural, mm-hmm. Charles Dickens, yes. Halloween, Night- yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Crucible. Mm-hmm. Suspiria. 
Yes. Like, on, 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 on. Yeah. On, on, on. You can yeah. really see that yeah. weaved all throughout the series. Yeah. Speaking of Suspiria, color theory is huge. Yes. In Sabrina. Which is visually stunning. Stunning. Um, yeah. Lisa Soper is the production designer, and she identifies as a pagan. And okay. I would say she definitely utilizes color magic. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's some articles I have from her. We'll link it, and maybe okay. we can expand on that in another okay. episode. Gotcha. Super cool. Um, the show is controversial in the witch slash occult community, though. I okay. did want to mention. Okay. Some people love it. And some people find it really, really problematic. Okay. Example, the production team was sued by satanic temple activists for the inaccurate and derogatory use of the statue of Baphomet, among other things. Oh, like, okay. so stuff like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. um, my opinion on the show, and again, I have not finished the entire right, series, right, so right. you have to keep that yeah. in mind. I think they did a good job at making everything feel very authentic. Yes. Um, it seems, and like I've mentioned, that they had like a lot of actual witches around throughout mm -hmm. the entire process, mm -hmm. which right. I appreciate. Right, right. Um, I think got a lot of people interested in witchcraft, which is never a bad thing right. as long as you're, you know, right, coming right, right. respectfully. Um, the show uses witchcraft to speak on the patriarchy, queerness, yeah. et cetera. Representation is yes. big in this show, which yeah. we always applaud. However, it is like hella dark. Like, right. it's very, very dark. Right, right. One of the articles, which, again, I'll link, referred to it as Luciferian witchcraft. Okay. And I've never, I haven't dived yeah. into that. But, yeah. again, very devil. That definitely makes sense. Lucifer, yeah. dark, um, kind of enforces, in my opinion, some negative stereotypes that the witchcraft community has kind of yeah. worked hard. However, it's, right. it's an entertaining show. Like, I, I think that. Um, they were honest about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You They're know not what coming I mean? at it saying this is a historical dramatization. No, or, like yeah. they did their research yeah. and they made sure, you know, but mm -hmm. it's entertainment. And so right. I, that is what I would say. All in all, I would just be careful and remember that above everything else, it's entertainment. Right. It's not an instruction manual. Right, <laughs> okay? right, right. So that's my opinion. I think it is a really great show if you're into this kind of shit, which obviously yes. you are if you're listening to us. So I would go check it out. It's on Netflix. I think. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I love that. Yeah. I think I've made it through the, uh, maybe the first two seasons. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to sink your teeth into oh and a gosh, lot, like yeah. literally if we're ever stumped for like lessons or topics, the mythology oh, and yeah. the occult yeah. references in this series yes. are, and so it's fun to go and like yeah. try to pick them out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is like visually a very stunning show. And oh, the acting is yeah. good. I find some of the writing on Riverdale and this series to be a little forced. In the, I think the writing is a little rough, which oh, is another okay. reason why I have a um, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried to watch Riverdale? No, not at all. It's hard. It's no. rough. It's yeah. rough out there. No, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I haven't watched that. Maybe we'll dive in at some point. But yeah, that's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I love it. I love I'm that. I'm glad that you covered it, and I'm glad that you chose the Yule I know. Episode. I like that. See, now I'm feeling a little more in the fucking spirit. Are you feeling it? Yeah, Gryla and her... <laughs> Her devilish ways got me, got me feeling her spicy. Her you lads. I know. I think it was her. just the gin. <laughs> She's like, I just want gin. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, girl. <laughs> me and you, we're going to get along. Um, maybe just leave the babies alone though. Okay. <laughs> but shit. All right, Laura, what do you got? What Am do you I got for me? Yeah. What do I have for you? Wow. Yeah. I got to tell you. Oh, no. Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what's coming out of my mouth today. Oh, shit. Yes. Again, I, sh I mean, I'm, I might as well use my research as my own, you know, 
uh, psychi- psychiatrist couch. Oh no! <laughs> Did this it hit you third, again? This is the third damn one in a row where I'm like, Dude. this is just gonna be fun and joyous, and it's like, gosh darn it! And it's not. Fuck. I mean, it is, but, but it's not. It, but it's not. I know. Exactly you know what I'm what saying? Yeah. So I am doing love actually today, Yay. which is also a stretch on the magic scene. It is, but holy shit, did you guys right. request it? Yes, this has been so requested. Yeah. And I can see why. This is one of my favorite holiday movies. Same. Right. Um, but I have to say that I'm struggling this season. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I am always the first one to put the Christmas music on or the holiday music. Yeah. Uh, re- reach for the, you know, I would have already have seen White Christmas like 10 times by now. Oh. You know, putting yeah. the cloves and the oranges, all that kind of stuff. And I am just not feeling it. So this is one of the movies, one of the holiday movies that I like always go for because it just makes me feel like, yes, <laughs> yes. this is so cool. But this year... It was tough. It was a struggle, a different effect. And I'm seeing it from a different angle. I'm excited to hear why. Yes, exactly. Okay, 2003, a jolly holiday-themed romantic comedy. Jolly holiday-themed? Yeah, I added that in. That was my little spice. (laughs) I love that. And I say holiday-themed because, as we've discussed, I'm not much of a rom-commer. No, you're not. No. But you, you've talked about a lot of them on here. I was going to say, because <laughs> I feel like that doesn't really apply to the holidays. Oh, interesting. Right? They get a pass. It kind of gets a pass for ah, the holidays. The holidays so, kind of call for that. Yes. And I'm like, kind of like, hmm, wonder why. Um, you know, maybe there's a little bit more hope that mm-hmm. love is possible. Yes. A little more magic. Yeah. Oh, I like right? where you're going. A little bit more willingness to take a chance. Yes. Or be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little more ballsy in the romance department. Whoa, okay. Right? Yeah. Right? Why not? Or could it be that life is just a little bit more lonely at the holidays? You know? Yeah. So, Ouch, and you're okay. like, you took and a you're turn like there, watching yeah. it, right? Yeah. Because usually I watch this and I'm like, okay, there is hope left in the world for love, right? right and then right, right. And you're like, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I have to ask you, if you were a character in a rom-com, who oh. would you be? Oh, God, what do you mean? Like, do, like, yeah, like for me, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would be Bridget Jones. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I can answer for her. You can what answer for She'd be Drew Barrymore and never been kissed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I didn't think you were going to come at me like that on live film. Oh but my gosh. Kristen, yeah. give me girlfriends. Wait up. Yeah. I mean, I come by it honestly. <laughs> That's true. We have talked about my clothes. You would be Bridget Jones when she slides down that fireman's pole <laughs> with her whole ass hanging out. I know. I was gonna. Yeah, that, totally you. Totally you. When she like goes on the bender and eats all the ice cream and smokes all the cigarettes, and she's like, "Oh, babe. <laughs> Laura in a nutshell. I have done that. I, I have literally. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I've been there. I've seen it out of the corner of my eye. I've had a front row motherfucking seat. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. All right. So written and directed by Richard Curtis. Mm-hmm. Budget 40 to $45 million. Took in $246 million at the box office. So not too shabby. Not a clinker, Laura. Not a clinker. However, um, critics were not real you know, complimentary of the movie. It no. only got 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, considered too sugary, 
too many stories happening at one time, uh, but literally has become like a holiday staple or a modern day holiday classic mm-hmm. with For fans. Sure. Yeah. And I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is considered a stellar ensemble cast. It is. Yes. Featuring predominantly British actors mm-hmm. and many of whom had previously worked with Richard Curtis on oh. prior projects. Okay. Uh, and with filming, for the most part, on location in London. Love that. So beautiful. Um, the cast. I feel. <laughs> She's getting nervous. She's. <laughs> it is a long I'm cast, I'm starting girl. to sweat. I'm sorry. This is my marathon. This oh, is no. what I've been training for. Laura, take a fucking sip of your coffee, girl. You got to do some jumping jacks. <laughs> I've been training for this. I feel ready. You can do it. I feel ready. Where's my sweatband? I believe in you. (laughs) But I have to say this is one of the reasons I love this movie so much because this cast contains like some of my favorite actors, right? I love British actors. All right. So the cast, Bill Nighy. As Billy Mack. Great start. The washed right up rock star, right? <laughs> yeah. He is so freaking great. Hilarious. Uh, Gregor Fisher as Joe, his manager. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant, whom I love, uh, plays David, the prime minister. Okay. Martine McCutcheon plays Natalie. Okay. Liam Neeson as Daniel. Thomas Sangster plays his stepson, Sam. Okay. Olivia Olson is Joanna. Alan Rickman, oh, awesome as Harry. Love Alan Rickman. Emma Thompson. I love her. Mwah, as Karen. Heike McCatch as Mia. Uh, Laura Linney as Sarah. Mm. Love her. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo Santoro as Carl. Colin Firth. Love him so much as Jamie. <laughs> I do love Jamie. Colin Firth. I, I do. So and he's such a goober in this fucking movie. This is a great role for him. Uh, Lucia Moniz as Aurelia. Kira Knightley as Juliet. Chuyatel Ejiofor as Peter. Peter. Andrew Lincoln. Oh, I forgot he was in this. Before the Walking Dead. Yeah. Plays Mark. Martin Freeman. Oh, my God. Plays John. Wow. Joanna Page is just Judy. Just Judy. Just Judy. And last but not least, Chris Marshall as Colin Frizzle. Colin Frizzle. <laughs> He's the fucking best. He's the freaking comedic relief. He Him really and, is. and Billy Mack. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have some minor cameos by Billy Bob Thornton, Rowan Atkinson, Claudia Schiffer, Alicia Cuthbert, Denise Richard, Shannon Elizabeth, January Jones, and so on and so forth. This is a stellar freaking cast. Yeah. Woo! I ran the marathon and I came in first. Laura, I think you did absolutely fantastic. I wish I had a medal for you. You didn't tell <laughs> I mean, me. I wish you did. I yeah. wish you did. That was <laughs> probably like the bitch. longest cast, right? Uh, yeah. So before we get started, I have to say that music in this film is a character in and of itself. They and, utilize it And, and this is perfect because we were just talking about music, right? Yeah. Um, Wait, when? At the beginning of the show, favorite carols. <laughs> Yep. Were you there, Lee? Were I you was, there with me? I, was. I don't know where I went. I'm back now. We're talking about music. Yep. Woo. I was going to just try to think about it before I opened my mouth, but you know how I am. I never do that. So oh, my gosh. So speaking for myself, music has been a staple in my life, right? Yeah. It's like air. I could not survive without it. I have music and specific artists for every mood, mm-hmm. for every celebration, every adventure that we take, yeah. right? Yeah. Music has never let me down, and at times it has been my only friend, 
right? Wow. We've been through a lot together, me and music. Well, Laura, ouch. I know. We've already discussed my introverted awkwardness and my inability to make small talk. <laughs> yeah. You're not great so, at it. I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. And so if I want to get to know you better, I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If you're stranded on a desert island and can only take five CDs or eight track tapes or cassettes... <laughs> Fucking E-tracks. What E-tracks would you take? What would they be? Because it tells me a lot about a person, right? right? right. This movie uses music to convey the story and the emotion that these characters are feeling so well. Yeah. That it gives me chills. Yeah. And it's one of these movies, another reason I love it so much, there are songs in here that when I hear them, it takes me right to this movie. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. I love when that happens. So the plot is a little different of a synopsis today, kind of like yours. Okay. Uh, because although the majority of the characters are all connected in some way, yeah. I'm not going to go into that. You can go watch the movie. Uh, the movie deals with many different aspects of love seen through several different storylines. Right. Right? Uh, yes, the cheese factor is high. I got to know that going right in. into a rom-com. Yeah. But I love that these are situations that for the most part are believable. Right. Right? Yeah. These are real life things that happen to people. Yes. Things that people are going through and things that life doesn't care if it's a holiday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or if you have that hustle and bustle, it's kind of like, nope, you're still going to deal with that. Right. And the holiday on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a synopsis of each of the stories. Okay. And then you have to go watch the movie to see how they all intertwine. Love this, Laura. All right. The movie opens five weeks before the holiday season, before Christmas, right? Yeah. And is played out in a weekly countdown until Santa comes down the chimney, right? Yeah. Squeezes his fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we start out at Heathrow Airport, and we see scenes of love in its most simple form. I love that opening scene. Yes. Heathrow Airport, we see real scenes. These are real people. Oh, are they really? So the director went, and they just filmed all of these reactions in the airport. Did they really? And then... Ask the people if they could use them in the movie. Okay, ouch. Now I'm going to cry. Yeah. I have to go watch that opening sequence immediately after this. It's the opening and the ending sequence. So, you know what I mean? And those are all real people, real scenes. I love that. Uh, Arriving at the airport with their loved ones there to greet them, hugging and embracing the happiness on their faces to see the people that they love. Yeah. And then we hear a voiceover from Hugh Grant. And he's saying that whenever he gets gloomy at the state of the world, he thinks about the arrival gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion starting to make out that we live in a world of hate and greed. But I don't see that. It seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. And if you look for it, I have a sneaky feeling that love is actually all around. Ow, why am I crying? Right? What's wrong with me? Okay, I got to get it well, together. Well, I mean, and I do think because when I heard him say this, it's kind of like, yes, we get so caught up. Mm-hmm. And we have been having, you know, people are a little crankier this year. They're a little, a little meaner bit. A little bit. this season. And it's sometimes really hard to see the love, right. you know, right. um, but this kind of really puts it into perspective. It does. It snaps you back into right. what really And then you're going there. through your own personal shit and mm-hmm. the world at large and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and it really 
you you break it down to the to the small that's what matters the small things right yeah all right so first up we have billy mac and joe fuck yeah right yes uh so down and out rock and roller billy mac is kind of a has-been right yeah he's washed up drag him uh with the help of his manager joe he is releasing a christmas version of the song love is all around Hilarious. Which was originally done by the Trogs. Okay. Uh, calling it Christmas is all around. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So even though it's not a cinematic piece of crap, but a musical piece of crap. It is. He is hoping that it will revive his career. Mm-hmm. So the movie, he, we see him promoting the tune. And mm-hmm. you now he's trying to get it to reach number one for the holiday. Okay. By the end of the movie, he succeeds. Right? Yeah. And it becomes number one. And... He starts getting, you know, now that he's back on top again, the calls start pouring in. Right. You know, everybody wants a piece. And he's even invited to a victory party at Sir Elton John's house. Sir Elton, fuck yeah. Hello. Uh, Once there, he realizes that all he really wants for Christmas is to spend time getting crunk with his BFF manager, Joe, who has been with him through thick and thin. Yeah. The whole ride. Just wants to be with his buddy. Ups and downs, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a heart tugger. It is. Right? Yeah. Interesting to note the video that they use for his Christmas is all around is a nod to Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love video. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but so this is a very comedic. Like yes. He's a comedic, um, you know, character, and right. it's hilarious. Up next, we have Juliet, Peter, and Mark. Okay. Okay. Juliet and Peter are getting married. And best man Mark mm-hmm. not only videotapes the event, but also gives the ultimate gift by surprising the duo with a rendition of All You Need Is Love. I'm telling you, the music, beautiful at the ceremony, and it's epic. It's like they're walking down the aisle, and people start getting up playing guitar, saxophone. I mean, right. it's just so cool. Yeah. Check that scene out. Uh, but even though the duo are pretty convinced that Mark does not like Juliet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like not Not really nice to her. Right. Right. Um, One day, Juliet makes an impromptu appearance at Mark's flat to view the footage that he took of the wedding. Okay. And she realizes that the entire video is close-ups of her and that Mark has feelings for her. Ow. Okay. Juliet is perplexed. Juliet's she, like, first of all, she's what the like, fuck? Right. She tells <laughs> yeah. Mark, like, you never even talk to me. You are mean to me. Like, yeah. I am not. First of all, uh, this what is the not, shit? This is not computing. Not computing. <laughs> You're not even nice to me. And he tells her that he treats her that way out of self-preservation. Ooh. Okay. And for me, this is like. because uh, that hit on the. That is my modus operandi. Y- yeah. Yes, for sure. If I like if I like you, you're probably never gonna know it. No, no. If I'm interested in you, you will never know. Oh no, no. Right? Because self. You'll think the opposite. Actually, Abs- like absolutely. This. Yes. Yeah. Self preservation. So yeah. I totally get that, and that totally uh, resonates with me. Yeah. And the part. And so then he walk. He's like embarrassed, right? Or he's been he, caught. He's been caught. <laughs> yeah. He's there's vulnerability showing. Right. You can't have that. He walks out of his flat to the song Here With Me by Dido. It's such a beautiful song. It is such a beautiful song and specifically in this, you know, scene. in this scene, it's so powerful. Like you can see the frustration on his face and he's questioning, like, should I go back in now that I've been made? Should I go back in and see? Talk to her. Talk to her. No, I'm going to stay out. Uh, He's angry. Like it just plays so well off of the song. 
plus, you know, Peter's his BFF. So you have that yep. betrayal thing going say, on. That little dicey little right. factor there. So on Christmas Eve, Mark shows up pretending to be a caroler and reveals to Juliet his true feelings with a boom box, right? And yeah. Like if you haven't seen this movie, yes. you have seen images of this scene. Yes. In memes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. The memes. So he has these cue cards with a boom box and yeah. he basically tells her, you know, you tell the truth at Christmas and, you know, I will love you forever. Forever. But I'm okay. And, you know, we're going to, that's enough now. That's I've my sh- best friend and we're done that's here. That's my best yeah. friend. I've shared this with you. And they come to terms and they're going to move forward as right, friends, right, right. you know, um, and that's really cool when he walks off and he's like, OK, enough, enough, now. enough now. I know. Yeah. I really like that line. Yeah. And it's Andrew Lincoln and he's such a good actor. So, he is, I mean, come on. Yes. Now. Yes. Um, and so that is a cute little story there. But again, cute, cringy and cute. Right. <laughs> cute, cringy, everything. cute. <laughs> But we're seeing like real life things happening. It's right. not like the typical rom-com where it's like, oh, I just sure. stopped into town and, you know, we bumped heads and here we are in love two <laughs> right, minutes right. later, right? Laura's not bitter at I all. I know, right. So the next up we have Daniel, Sam, Joanna, and Carol. Okay. All right. Yeah. This one's a heart tugger as say, well. I'm already crying. All right. So Daniel's wife and Sam's mom has just passed away mm-hmm. after a long illness. As Daniel tries to cope with his loss and the now raising of his stepson, Sam, mm-hmm. he is worried that Sam's grief is more than he can bear. Right. Right. Now, see, I'm already right. done. I'm already right. done. But we come to realize that although Sam is grief stricken over his mom, he's even more upset that he has fallen in love with Joanna, an American classmate from school. Oh. He tells Daniel that Joanna is so super cool. Hell yeah. That she doesn't even know his name. He, she doesn't know that he exists. <laughs> right? Who hasn't experienced this? Oh, my God, as yeah. It, in, you know, I mean, I think he's 12. They this kid is 12. I, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, me. what? You're falling in love? Yeah. Like, aren't you a little young for that? He's but like, when you're no. little, everything right. feels like the fucking world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't even know his name or know that he's he exists. And he needs to do something drastic to get her to notice him. Yeah. You know, because, again, I feel like the theme of a lot of this is communication. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't dare just go tell Joanna that we like (laughs) her, right? Joanna, I like you. (laughs) Instead, I'm going to take the two to three weeks I have before Christmas, and I'm going to learn how to play the drums. Yeah, why not? Right. So I can be in the upcoming school Christmas concert in which Joanna has the badass lead. Right, Joanna, go. Yeah. yeah. So the, the problem is he does not know how to play the drums. So literally he spends day and night in his room teaching himself how to play. I love it. Right? It's adorable. I know. After the show, after they finish up the show, uh, he feels that he was not really successful in impressing her. Like she didn't notice him the Ouch. way he I'm thought crushed. she would, right? Yeah. And now it's too late because Joanna is off to the airport heading back to the United States. Fuck. Daniel convinces Sam that they can make a mad dash to the airport so Sam can confess his love. And when he catches up with her, he realizes that she does know who he is, and she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Dude. And Sam realizes that she likes him too. Ow. My my cold heart, it's warming up a little bit, is Laura. It? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So Daniel bumps into Carol at the concert, who is Claudia Schiffer. Okay. 
the mother of Sam, uh, one of the mother of Sam's classmates and sparks start flying there. Right. Okay. And so we have some love connections happening. Right. Right. Cute. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. To Harry, Karen, and Mia. Okay. This one, again, all of these. Uh, Lori, are so you're good. Saying, I know. All right. Harry runs a design agency. Mm-hmm. Mia is his new secretary, and she's being super flirty and pretty blunt mm-hmm. that she is interested in some additional benefits from Harry at the office. What Alan Rickman got? She wants. wants. It's not his health insurance plan, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe that too. <laughs> One problemo. Harry is married to Karen, a stay-at-home mom of their two children, right? Mm -hmm. Karen and Harry have a happy marriage, but Mia's feminine wiles are too much for Harry, right? Harry, fuck off. When Karen notices the two getting cozy at the office Christmas party, she warns Harry to be careful. And you see the insecurity in Karen as she lies awake in bed. Like, you know, she makes references to not being pretty. And, like, you can tell it's wearing on her confidence right yeah she's noticing she's feeling the vibe she's noticing a spark there right right when harry buys mia a very expensive necklace for christmas which they say is 270 pounds which would be 358 dollars holy shit doll hairs u.s doll hairs karen accidentally finds it in his coat pocket and thinks the necklace is a gift for her which she always makes reference to the fact that they've been married for so many years and she gets the traditional scarf he has never bought in her a piece of jewelry so she's Uh, literally elated that he's like stepped outside his comfort this one makes me so uncomfy this one is so painful so right before the christmas concert they all get to open one gift okay and she sees what looks like a jewelry box under the tree and she's like i want to open this one right and she's like i'm gonna get this piece of jewelry like she plays this part so well she's such a great actress i think she's one of the best actresses so period phenomenal and she's like this excitement and she opens it up and it's a joni mitchell cd which probably cost like 20 bucks. Not that, no. you know, not that. You probably that, got it out of the 50 cent bin at yes. Walmart. I mean, somewhere in the movie, she talks about her love of Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. And so it was a thoughtful gift, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the necklace. No. And so she realizes that the necklace was for Mia. Mm. Right? Yeah. But this scene gets me every time. Oh, God, yeah. So instead of, like, freaking the hell out because her kids are there, she mm-hmm. excuses herself claiming that they ate too much ice cream and her tummy's a little upset. Mm-hmm. Not wanting the kids to know she is upset, she goes into her room and breaks down. Dude, the like, the strength. Oh. Yeah, like that. Yeah, ooh. And the song playing is Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now. This song. If you ever want to just, like, wreck yourself with a song... Go and listen to every word of that song. Yeah. And just let it out, baby. Yeah. And yeah. she is like, the tears are just like right. falling. She is shit wrecked, right? Mm-hmm. It is heart wrenching. Yeah. The song sums up what she is feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can it be about her right now, right? So she has to pull herself together for the kids and assume normalcy, mm-hmm. even though she is like literally wrecked. crushed. Right. And who is a parent? cannot relate to this I'm on sure. some level, right? right? Not this exact scenario, but where well, but you I'm have sure to, some people can. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, after the school play, she kind of confronts Harry and she's, you know, oh, I love that. She's man. basically like, what would you do mm-hmm. if you found out the way you know? she says it? Yeah. Just like the calm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to like fuck your shit up. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she like, yeah. um, he already did that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like she maintains herself, but yeah. you can tell she's like, 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. She's like, would you stay? Mm -hmm. Knowing things will always be a little worse. Or would you basically cut and run? Right. You know? Um, And she does start crying a little. And she's like, you, he's like, I've been a fool. And it's only because he was caught. Seriously. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But it makes it so much worse that it's Alan Rickman. I know. Because I love him so much. Um, But she basically says, you've made a mockery of our life together. And that is like crushing. Yeah, oh, like no. what I thought our life was and what you obviously, the yeah. worth you found in it, you know. I'm I'm devastated. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And when she kind of asks him, like, you know, you have to ask yourself, is it a necklace? Is it love? Is it sex? sex? Right. What, like, what, like, what is it? Right. Um, yeah, so that one is a crusher. That one's a crusher, I think. Find me a person who doesn't get crushed by watching that scenario unfold right. in that film. And then it's again, th- it's like dawning on me that this is not jolly holiday fun. Right, you know? <laughs> Was this the one this you're is, like, wait a minute. This is not the typical rom-com. <laughs> no, right? they're talking about very right. real things. Yes, yes. Um, so next up, Jamie and Aurelia. Right? Jamie and Aurelia, yes. Jamie. When Jamie smiles. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he brings me miles. Wow. We are just fucking killing it today. Jamie is a writer, and he heads off alone to his friend's wedding. Okay. Without his girlfriend. Because okay. she's sick. Sick. Got wink, it. Wink. Yeah. Uh, before the reception, Jamie decides to return home and check on her because he's a nice guy and mm-hmm. loves his girlfriend. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, he discovered she's really not sick. And she's like having sex with Jamie's brother. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, ouch! That double is, whammy, man. That's a double knife. Double knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie goes off to lick his wounds at a French cottage and to write his book. I'm just gonna whip off to my French heading cottage. To Fran- heading to France. Uh, here he meets his new housekeeper Aurelia, okay. who speaks Portuguese. Okay. So they there's a language barrier there, right? They're okay. not, they're not able to communicate with uh, language. Very well okay. With the language, gotcha. right? Um, but yet they manage to connect in spite of it. Aww. It's adorable. Yeah. And I love Colin Firth in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, he heads home to spend the holidays with his family. Okay. He doesn't really want to spend time with them because hello, awkward, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, bro. Let's just <laughs> pretend that never happened. Right. Uh, Fucking yeah. hell. He realizes he's in love with Aurelia and has even been taking Portuguese language lessons Aww. just two weeks before Christmas. And, you know, he's got it down. He's right? like, you know what? We're going to get this. We're going to get it done. Speaking from experience, not enough time. <laughs> exactly. Jake is learning That's Spanish. The, the cheese factor gets <laughs> a little high there. He just happened to find a class right in the middle of the I'm holiday season. I'm calling first. <laughs> I can do whatever he must the have fuck had I a want. really fucking killer teacher. <laughs> right. So pretty much Jamie drops off the packages at his family's house and he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Right. And he heads back to France. Okay. And he proposes to Aurelia. Aw. But it seems that she has also been learning English since Jamie's departure as in and is in love with him also. Adorable. And she says yes to his proposal. Aw. A little quick cute? for me. But it's a hey, little quick. Hey, hey, do your thing. I've known you for two weeks. No Let's judgment. Get married, right? <laughs> no judgment comes mm. from me. That's where the cheese factor gets a little high. It's a rom com. It's a rom com. All right. Next up. Yeah. David and Natalie. David and Natalie. Yes. <laughs> David, played by Hugh Grant, love him in this role, yeah. is the new prime minister. Okay. And upon meeting his new staff, there is an instant connection with Natalie. Okay. Who is part of the staff. Yeah. Uh, just love him in this. Even though he's the powerful prime minister, he is just a man falling for a gal. 
Sounds like Notting Hill. I was gonna say, did you just <laughs> did you just quote Notting Hill? Did you do that intentionally? <laughs> I did. She I did. Look at this little goober over here. But in all of the awkwardness, he's like trying to be cool. Like he's he this really powerful is. man and he's so awkward. Yeah, it's bad. He's like, hello, Natalie. <laughs> And he's like, like he knows know. that he's being awkward. He's like, he just can't oh. help it. I know. And we've all been there. We have You've all. You've watched, what is this, episode 80? You've listened to 80 episodes of that. <laughs> you know? He's tried so hard to be cool and I it's know. just not working oh. for him. Uh, when the president of the United States shows up for a meeting, who's played by Billy Bob Thornton. Absolutely not. And I mean, he's intimidating looking, Ew. right? Yeah. Uh, he pretty much tries to politically intimidate the new prime minister. Okay. It's not until he makes an inappropriate advance. An incredibly sexist advance. Natalie, yeah. yes. That David uncharacteristically takes a stand against the president during a news conference. Whoa. Hmm. I'm not playing your game. Yes. Prez. Lore. Okay, yeah. look out. David is now the new hero of the hour okay. in England. Uh, and he gets down to the Pointer Sisters' jump. Hilarious. And it is hilarious. Mm -hmm. The British release was sung by a different band called Girls Aloud, so I wanted to mention that. Okay. But in the English release, it is the Pointer Sisters. Gotcha. And the dance is great and one of my favorite parts of the movie. Hysterical. Right? He does a little butt shake that I have, I've, I've taken it as my own now. That's my move now. Yeah. So although in an interview, Hugh Grant said that he did not care for that part because a prime minister would never do that. Why? They, I they, mean- They don't like to dance? I was going to say, come on, like who cannot relate- to like being out in public and you're having to, to, you know, conduct yourself in a certain manner. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you get home behind closed it's doors. It's like taking your bra off. <laughs> right. You let Putting it rip. that hair down. Oh my gosh. Let it go. And I'm dancing I'm and I'm singing. I'm shaking my fucking butt. You know? I use my hairbrush as a microphone. Lore, yes. Yeah. And I think the prime minister would I also used to whisk so. the other day. Remember? Yes, you saw yes. me. You saw you me whisking you it up. You were whisking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. But <laughs> now uncomfortable with Natalie, he has his assistants transfer her out of his employee. Oh, no. But when he receives a Christmas card from Natalie in which she confesses her feelings for him, he sets out to find her. Mm -hmm. And he goes on this door-to-door -door neighborhood search. Hysterical. Which it's like, couldn't you just check the employment files? Probably could have found her address you right there. You are the prime minister. You <laughs> probably could have it's figured like it out, but that's fine. Every, yeah, knocking on doors. Uh, he accompanies her to the school play, which is where everybody is like commuting, kind of, right? right? And secretly sneaks backstage as not to be noticed. Mm -hmm. It's not too much of a secret, though, because as they finally lock lips, the curtain goes up and they are the main attraction. You're seen, man. You've been caught. <laughs> You've been caught. All yet. these motherfuckers getting caught in this film. Look out. <laughs> um, so it's a good one. I love their storyline. Yeah. This one, also a tough one. Here we have oh, no. Sarah, her brother Michael, mm -hmm. and Carl. Yeah. Carl. Okay. Carl. Carl. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Coral she named Andy Lincoln's character Coral. Right. All right. <laughs> Did you hear? The little shake in the voice. That was beautiful. Oh, hey. I can't even, not even, I can't even replicate that. When, when the zombies are coming for Carl, you know. Look out, man. Yeah. All right. Sarah works at Harry's design firm. Okay. And we realize that she has been in love with fellow employee Carl. Forever. Ever, ever since she started working there. Oh, right. Yeah. Harry tries to make a love connection, and Carl asks Sarah to dance at the company Christmas party. Yeah. Afterwards, Carl drives her home and walks her to the door. Okay. Where they finally 
kiss. They lock them lips. And this is a great scene. She asks him to wait at the door for a minute and goes around the corner and she's like literally jumping up and down like, oh my God. I, it yeah. was completely worth the years of wait. On. I'm about to get my shit going, right? <laughs> um, so then she comes back and she invites Carl in. It's, it's happening. Things, she's been waiting for this. She has been waiting. Things are going to get hot and heavy. Yeah. Spicy, and you steamy. are just rooting for this gal. In the worst You are. Way. Oh, no, you are. On the way to Happy Town. <laughs> Is that what you call the floor? Happy Town. Happy Town. <laughs> Sarah's phone rings. Okay. Which is, as we see, a constant throughout the movie, right. but they don't kind of let you know. Right. At this point, we realize as she answers the phone that Sarah has a brother who is in a mental care facility. Okay. And she gets call after call. Carl finally is like, mm, you're harsh in my vibe. And he asks, like, by, like, if you continue to answer the phone, is it going to make anything better? Yeah. And she says no. And he says, well, maybe you could just not answer the phone. Because her brother calls her incessantly. Incessantly. Right. incessantly. Right. Um, she answers, you know, she tells him she feels responsible for her brother. Their parents are gone. She moved him out here. It's her only family. It's her only family. Like, she... He has needs, to take care of him. She has to take yeah. care of him. So she answers the phone again, and the what could have been the thing that she has wanted to happen more than anything. Happy Town is off the table. Is over. Fuck. Yeah. Carl's like, time to go. Time to peace out. On Christmas Eve, the couple is working late, and as Carl leaves, he simply wishes Sarah a Merry Christmas and leaves. And she just breaks down in tears. I like that they left that one unresolved, yeah. though, because it's realistic, I think, yeah. you know. Because then we cut to her at the hospital with her brother. Yeah. And, oh. you know. Yeah. And what you sacrifice for those that you love. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And she's, you know, gives them a scarf and they're cuddling and, you know, that's yeah. really where she needed to be. It is. Yeah. Sad. So, yeah. But you really wanted, you really wanted she her She really to, wanted Happy Town, man. You really wanted her and Carl to, to get to together. To pull through, Yeah. 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 Uh, so then we jump to John. Damn, Laura, you're taking us there. All right, who's John? John and just Judy. Just Judy. John and Judy are professional stand-ins for films. And I had to look that up. Did you know what that is? No. A stand-in? Okay, uh, a film stand-in is a person or persons who substitute for the actors before filming begins for technical purposes, like for camera angles, oh. lighting. So instead of like making the actor go in and do it, they put stand-ins. Is that what that was? So then, oh. yeah, and I, when I was reading, it was like that has been like this storyline. So many people have like, what, like, what, well, what is, is their is purpose that? there? What are they doing, oh, wow. right? Okay. So instead of making the actors do it, like they get everything set up with the stand-in. Sure. They leave and stage then all the shot. They stage the yeah, shot okay. and then the actor just has to just show Step up. Step right yeah. in. Gotcha. Right, 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 okay. right. That makes sense. Yes. So they meet while doing sex scenes for an upcoming film. Okay. And so they're like naked, right? Yeah. John tells just Judy that it's fantastic just to have someone to chat with because they're connecting, right? right? Yeah. In this awkward situation. Awkward as hell, but let's roll with it. Yeah. And that's the hilarity is that they're totally comfortable in right. doing what they're doing, but yet when they try to go out on a date, they're so shy and reserved. That's hilarious. You know? Yeah. Uh, eventually, they make a love connection when they go out on the date, and at the end of the night, John is too shy and hesitant to kiss just Judy. Just even Judy. though he's, like, literally touched her boobs and everything else, right? right? hey, hey. <laughs> but he's like, this is different, and yeah, he's, like, shy. Right. Well, yeah, because what they were doing before, that wasn't yeah, intimacy. Yeah, right. It was yeah. just a job, right? right? She steps in. 
kisses him and tells him that all she wants for Christmas is you. Oh my God, Mariah, is Ouch. that you? Okay, Hello. cute. And game on. Game on. <laughs> game on. <laughs> Last but not least is the comedic genius of Colin Frizzle. Colin Frizzle. Colin, he's got a big knob. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells us in the film. Like many times. Uh -huh. Colin realizes that he is not lucky in love with the English ladies. Yeah. Right? And he decides to head to America. <laughs> where American girls will dig his English accent. It's hilarious. He buys a ticket to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to this dive bar and meets Stacy, Jeannie, and Carol Ann, three beautiful gals who indeed fall, hook, right. line, and sinker, for Colin's accent. They invite him to stay at their pad, where they unfortunately only have one bed, and they can't even afford pajamas, is oh, what they Oh, right? my God. Which is hilarious. This is the one scenario which is highly unlikely. Exactly. I'm sorry, Colin Frizzle. Colin Frizzle, come on now. <laughs> but, That's I hilarious. mean, I don't know, because I'm a, I'm a sucker for an Irish accent, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on back to my house. <laughs> You thatch roofs, extra points. Oh, my God. Bonus points. <laughs> you can stay for an extra night. <laughs> so a month after Christmas, all of these folks are seen at Heathrow, tying okay. up their storylines, yeah. right? And these scenes fade into actual footage of the arrivals at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. To the Beach Boys tune, God Only Knows, and it's a tearjerker. Perfect like song this placement. Song, I, that's what I'm telling you. Like the, the soundtrack for yeah. this movie just makes this movie all the better. Like you feel these characters. It could have been a very, very even more cheesy rom-com had yes. they not like hit it with this kick-ass fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack is awesome. Yeah. All right. And that is pretty much the movie. Laura, I liked that. That was different, but you like, I liked that yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, yes, I tend to do more rom-coms because I just did the holiday. But again, they're not, they don't they're have. They're not typical. They don't have the cut and dry, you know, right. rom-com-y feel. Right. Because, um, you know, there are some hard topics, some hard uh, scenarios in this one. Realistic ones. Realistic. Yeah. yeah. So are you ready for a few fun facts? I would love some. All right. So the idea for the surprise band at the wedding, mm -hmm. doing All You Need Is Love, was based on Jim Henson's funeral where all of the puppeteers brought their puppets and sang a song. Oh, no. Right? Why you gotta do that to me? <laughs> Ouch. I feel validated with this one. Laura Linney wished that her character had not picked up the phone while Carl was there. Laura's like, don't pick up the fucking phone. Uh, every time. I'm, I, know. I know she's picking it up, but I'm like, damn, girl, just don't pick up the phone. You're about minutes. to go to Happy Town. Five, damn. I mean, you've I been waiting for so long. Five Laura, minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's going to take. Two. Just give me two. Okay. Just give me 30 seconds. <laughs> just the tip. Okay. <laughs> She was also at the time filming Mystic River oh. in Boston, which if you haven't seen that movie, great. I haven't seen it in so long. She's such a great actress. Um, she was filming Mystic River in Boston, was flying between Boston and England to complete the two movies. Damn, okay. Hello. All right, this one, funny, again, validation, because, <laughs> you know, we've talked about there's just some people you just don't jive with. Yeah, who don't you <laughs> jive so, with? So. Oh, no. Apparently, Billy Bob Thornton Ugh. has a fear of antique furniture. I mean, it was like... Did you say a fear? <laughs> a fear of All antique right, furniture. I'm trying not to judge. Okay. 
Okay. So for shits and giggles, Hugh Grant would flash an antique in front of him. Right Stop it. No. Just to watch him freak out. What do you mean flat? Like... <laughs> I think I'd like Hugh Grant, though. Like That's fucking chair. hilarious. I like, why would you just, like, pick up a chair? I know. Here's an antique. It's a Fabergé egg. I don't <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, are there specific antiques? Billy Bob, I, I have to know more details. I need more details on this. That's How his fear of antique. Maybe, you know, maybe he's watched Annabelle. I don't know. Honestly. You know? That's what I mean. It has to be a specific kind of antique. So we did talk about him in uh, the episode with the gift. Billy Bob Thornton, that, yeah. You know, it was based, uh, he was a co-writer, and it was based on his mom, right. who was a psychic. So maybe he's, like, been around some haunted antique furniture. Yeah, honestly, maybe. You know what? No, All right. no judgment, All right. Billy Bob. <laughs> I spoke too soon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when Daniel is giving the eulogy for his wife, mm-hmm. he states that she joked he should bring Claudia Schifford as his date to the funeral, right? Yeah. And later we see them bump into each other at the concert where she becomes his love interest, you know, played by Claudia, Claudia Schiffer. Schiffer. Cute. For her one-minute cameo, she received $300,000. Who the fuck even is she? Claudia Schiffer. She's yeah. a model. Oh, okay. You're like, who I'm like, the pissed. hell is Claudia Schiffer? She's, you she's were on that screen for about 2.5 seconds, Claude. One minute. <laughs> God. One minute. I'm just mad. $300,000 page. jealous. Check. Holy shit. Maybe okay. we can get her agent. Yeah, you know? honestly. Yeah, right? Who you got making deals for you? All Call right. me. Yeah. All right. Andy Lincoln has said in an interview that looking back at his character of Mark, he was a little creepy he and was. a bit of a stalker. He was a little bit. And he wishes that the scenes would have made him appear more normal in his feelings for Juliet. See, I don't think, like, I know, I get that mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. I do. And maybe it's because I, like, like Andrew Lincoln. I love I've him. never really read it. Like, it is creepy, yes, but, like, he did a good job. Yeah. And so I felt more of the, like, you're just in love with someone. Do you right. know what I mean? Right, I don't right, know. Right, right, Yeah. I, I, watch, I'm probably, <laughs> I'm going to get well, roasted. I, I mean, you know, speaking from... Uh, you know, my own uh, reality. I mean, you kind of get to know somebody through observing because I am not the type of person that is going to go. Like, I feel instantly uh, a connection with people. Right. And so I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm very intuitive and I just felt an instant connection. Let's get to know each other, you know, this and then of course you're people with. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, should I trust my gut? Whatever. And so there's a lot of observing of characteristics and, you know, I see what you um, mean. to yeah. see, you know what I mean? Does that I sound do. weird? I do. Right. Yeah. I, I understand why Andrew Lincoln would say that, but I do yeah. also think that he played it off in a way yeah. that didn't feel too, too creepy. I don't know. Yeah. 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 We're trying to like, <laughs> trying to polish that for you. I'm trying to, trying to work my way yeah, around exactly. that. Exactly. I, I get it, Andy. I get, I get, it. get it. I get right. it. <laughs> um, in her role as the heartbroken Karen... Emma Thompson has said that she drew on her real-life experience of her immense heartbreak over former husband Kenneth Branagh's affair with Helena Bonham Carter, with whom he co-starred in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in 1994. I didn't do Emma like that. I know. Right? I'm going to find this person. We're going to have a chat. That's right. Kenneth Branagh, he was in Harry Potter. He was, uh, (laughs) you know. Is he, like, really famous? He plays Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> you know, the pompous <laughs> ass. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. That's all you had to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
That's who cheated on her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like him even more now. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just dragged him without meaning to, and I'm glad. All right. And so that's my fun facts. I love those fun facts, Laura. Now, what is my lesson? I, I, have no I don't idea. know. I feel like I've been whew, talking Girl, you've for- you've been chatting. I've been talking forever. The lesson here is love. Love is the magical ingredient, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Lore. Yes. Relationships of all shapes and sizes. All of these scenarios revolved around love. Finding it, losing it, mm-hmm. recognizing it, having the love for yourself to pursue it. Sacrificing for it. Sacrificing, recognizing that it may look different than you expected. Mm-hmm. In each of these stories, it comes down to communication. Uh, yeah. Really. And action. Mm-hmm. Being brave enough to risk the possibility of rejection or feeling foolish or having your feelings hurt for the chance to risk it all for love. Aww. Right? Yeah. Um, because when you look at each one of these scenarios, each one of these people have past experiences that have made them. Right. Trauma. Trauma. Or, yeah. You know, self confidence, yeah. you know, shy, whatever. Yeah. Some kind of roadblock. Yeah, to not just jump in there. Mm -hmm. But you see them wanting to, you see them hesitant, or but one of them steps up. One of them takes the chance. Yeah. Right? And risks it. Isn't that magical? And that is magical. I think because, you know, really love is what it's all about. And I Mm -hmm. think that that how do you bring that into the holiday? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so What I would say about this, and this is where I'm like, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. So, like, when I was young, I believed that the world stopped at Christmas time. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I feel very fortunate to have had that experience in my life because I know that is not everybody's experience, right? Sure. But you would get out of school. You'd have two weeks off. Mm -hmm. And everything was about the holiday, right? Yeah. The magic of it. Holiday movies, music, seeing light displays, baking, cooking, shopping, wrapping, carolers at the door, Christmas cards. We talked about this the other day. Like people are not sending. I've seen so many people in my social media feeds being like, I'm not sending out cards this year. Yeah, I don't know if like our generation and under really rocks with the Christmas card. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that was a big deal when I was a kid. Like we would wait at the mailbox to see how many Christmas cards we were getting. And they were displayed like they were a decoration in and of them. Himself, right? Yeah. Um, so, but then you get older. Yeah. Right. And you realize that the majority of people don't have the luxury, like myself included. There's work, there's bills, there's life. Um, some people are alone at the holidays. Like yeah. you're the third wheel. You lose people. Mm-hmm. Relationships end. Sometimes jobs end. And we're seeing a lot of that in this movie. Right. And there's just not a lot of time for feeling festive, right? Yeah. And it can seem a little less magical at this time of year for a lot of people, which is funny because yeah. it's like Hyped this up. holiday is so magical and there's magic all around. And this is the one time of the year when people were nicer and people were more giving. And right. But I think that has become more and more difficult. Yeah, right? it is not like that for everyone. Right. I don't it's think not it's like, like that, that for most people. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of this year. Um, and so I think as an adult, you spend a lot of time trying to recapture mm-hmm. that magic that you felt as a kid. Because mm. it was magic, right? Yeah. Um, but when you can't, you kind of feel like you failed. Or that you've missed out or that you didn't do something right. Yeah. That holiday spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's the grandiosity that we've been so conditioned to attain 
you know, the yeah. grandiosity of it all. Okay. Like it's the whole big ball of wax. Right. And a lot like the love and the theme of this movie, you know, it's showing you that life is hard. Love yeah. and relationships are complex, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they look different to everybody. Right. But the magic is in the small everyday details. Doesn't have to be that grandiose. So yeah. often get overlooked or taken for granted. Yeah. Right? And coupled with the holiday season. And then so that's really my lesson is to find the magic in the small details. I have talked to so many people that are so overwhelmed this holiday season. Yeah, yeah it's hard. It's and hard it's out really there. like dial it back if you can. Yeah. You know, we're like buying into a commercial you know, type of mentality where things have to be the bigger, the better. Yeah. The bigger, the better. I mean, I know for myself that I personally love making my gifts. I do too. You know? Yeah. But I've stopped doing that Mm. because a lot of people don't appreciate them. Yeah. Because they're not grandiose. They didn't come from a store. They didn't cost, you know, a ton of money or you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like dial it back Mm -hmm. and get back into the simplicity you know, maybe yeah. you don't have this grand love. Not everybody has a grand love, but there are people that love you. There are people that respect you. There are people that it's the small details, the small gestures. The small moments. And, the, the, yeah. and I feel it's the same with this holiday season, you know, or anytime. Yeah. You know, go for the small, go for the, the real moments. Yeah, that's the important. Real the experiences. Real. And I know we've had this conversation like we're doing it very simple this holiday season. We are. We've, we're keeping it very simple. Keeping yeah. it very simple. And um, it's because like we've said, like, what do you want for Christmas? Not really anything. Just we just want to spend time together. We just want to spend time mm-hmm. together. Yeah. We just want to spend time together. And I think really that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Love, man. Love. Yeah. And if, you know, again, I think I came into this with feeling like I've been feeling a little grumpy because people are extra grumpy out there this year. And, you know, um, but that's it. It's like it, if you look for it, it really is all around. Love actually is all around, right? Lore, yeah. See, we all, I think we all need that reminder though. Yes. Yeah. Especially those of us who do struggle around the holidays. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That is magical. Yeah. And don't think that you're alone. No. I think that's the important thing, too. No, I hope if we do anything here at Uncle Bob's, we make you feel less alone yeah. in the world. And I think yeah. that we're honest, you know, and yeah. that's when I'm like, damn, this is like the third one in a row where it's kind of like, <laughs> you got, mm, smacked, I got smacked upside the head. And uh, I've had to um, reach down deep and really look at my own, you know. Yeah. feelings and mm-hmm. emotions and reactions and what I'm putting out there and what I'm taking away, you know, yeah. which is I'm looking sometimes at the wrong things, well, the things that really aren't that important at the end of the day. Right. Are getting too much of my time and attention. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we all fall into that. Like sure. you said, we're kind of conditioned to, but yeah, yeah it's nice. Thank you for that reminder. Yes. Laura. Thank you. And so. I know that was hard for you because you are struggling through this, yeah, yeah through this yeah, holiday season. Yeah. So thank you for yes. reaching in there and finding that magic and that hope. It spark. is appreciated. A little spark of hope. Yeah, that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I, li- I like doing different ones every now and then. Mm-hmm. It, it switches it up. And you guys requested the shit out of you Love did Actually. Request so. And I mean, I ha- this is such a good example of what, 
you know, everyday magic, love, everyday magic, love in real life. You know, Mm -hmm. like I love the part in the movie when she's like, you know, it took me four months to make this octopus costume, David. Eight is a lot of legs, David. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like making the costumes and going to your Mm -hmm. concert and, you know, being together and just the experience. Yes. 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 Wow. Yes. I love it. There's I really the did like that. There's the magic. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go cry myself to sleep at night, Laura. Right. That was just beautiful. <laughs> All wow. right. All right. Well, that's it. That's, that's another one. That's another, another one, one in the books. books. Are you ready to do killer quotes? I'm ready. All right. All right, Laura, you're up. Pick a good one. Pick a winner. Pick a winner. All right. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. Oh, wow. Rolled doll, mm, right? Yeah. Sent in by at Teluna. 27. I love, love that quote. That. And that's a perfect quote for today's episode. It is. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Well, we hope you are, you know, hanging in there and having an okay holiday season. Yes. We love you. We will talk to you next week. Yes. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>